Hello there. I am so glad that you are here today. I am so glad you're here. Jesus is preparing us for his return. We have to know what he has to say. He's telling us things to come. He's telling us we're not ready. And so we have to be humble enough to say, okay, Jesus, what do I have to do? Where am I missing it? Because we can't see without him. In fact, you can't see without his spirit on the inside of you. And so if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, Revelation 3.20 says he is knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would heed his voice, that means if you would agree with him, do what he tells you to do, he would come and live on the inside of you. And so even before we start today, if you never did that, if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, Let's do that now so that you can have understanding. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you would come and live on the inside of us so that we can see what you see and hear what you hear. We commit to heed your voice, to live in your kingdom right here on the earth, to be a part of your life, be a part of what you're doing, getting ready for your return. We love you and we praise you and we give you all the glory in your name. And so Jesus is coming, and he is coming for those who are his. In Revelation 3, 5, he tells us, you can say that prayer, but then not be that overcomer, and your name will be blotted out of the book of life. In Revelation 3, 5, he said, thus shall he who conquers is victorious, be glad in white garments, I will not erase or blot his name out of the book of life. I will acknowledge him as mine, and I will confess his name openly before my Father and before his angels. So you can say that prayer that we just prayed and then walk away from Jesus, and your name can be blotted out of the book of life. And actually what he's saying in this whole chapter to us is that we know many of us, you know, maybe you, you, this isn't the first time you prayed that prayer, but many of us have been walking with God for a long time. And we've become lethargic, just, just sleepy and run down and overwhelmed by the cares of life, the attacks from the enemy. We have to be an overcomer, which means we got to stay on top of it, which means we have to constantly be in fellowship with Jesus. We can't do anything without him. And so he's talking to those who have just gotten lukewarm. In fact, in the word, he says that if if we're lukewarm, he's going to spit us out of his mouth. So we need to be on fire. So that's one thing we got to fight for is to stay on fire for Jesus, to be praying in the spirit and seeking him all the time, watching and praying. So on that day when he comes, we hadn't fallen asleep. He said in verse three, call to mind the lessons you have received and heard. Remember those things that you learned. Continually lay them to heart and obey them and repent. In case you will not rouse yourselves and keep awake and watch, I will come to you like a thief, and you will not know or suspect at the hour I will come. So he's saying if you're not paying attention, he will come as a thief in the night. 
And of course, we don't know the day or the hour, but when you are in fellowship with him, you know that the time is near. He has shown me that the time is near and asked me to tell his people that they're not ready. It's because we're not paying attention and we're not doing what we know to do. We're being pulled down by the enemy, taken back and and just letting him over overburden us. When what we should be doing is walking in the spirit, praying in the spirit, walking with his strength. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So we are already overcomers. When Jesus comes and lives on the inside of you, you are an overcomer. If he's living on the inside of you, then what can overcome you? Nothing. No foe can withstand you. He is the Almighty. There is no one higher than him. And so he said, then, thus shall he who conquers, he who is victorious, you got to press past and do what you've learned, even with all the pressure that comes in the world. The overcomer is the one that pushes through, that gets on that narrow path, path and refuses to turn around, refuses to get dragged down by his flesh, letting the enemy control you. And, and, and refusing to get sick and walk in sickness and disease. You know, the word says, my son, pay attention to my word, for it's life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Whether you're sick or not, you can be confessing those healing scriptures and looking at them, because as soon as you put your guard down, you're going to get sick. And Jesus can't use you when you're sick and lethargic and when you're addicted to things. He can't. Because then you have another God. Serve him. Don't serve things. Don't serve your flesh. Be a conqueror. Be, be victorious. So your name is in the book of life. I just want to finish reading this to you again. So, thus he who conquers, he who is victorious, be clad in white garments, I will not erase or blot his name out of the book of life. Again, your name can get in there and it can be blotted right out. I will acknowledge him as mine, and I will confess his name openly before my Father and his angels. He who has an ear, he who is able to hear, hear him, listen to, and heed the Holy Spirit. I was in heaven. I actually didn't think I was going to make it because Jesus was telling me this exact thing. I wasn't heeding his voice. I just became tired and, and didn't seek him as much as I did before. I was lukewarm. And he warned me. And then he gave me a dream, and I walked through that door. You know, he said to the five angels when they were knocking at uh, the five virgins, when they were knocking at the door, he said, I don't know you, because they weren't ready. And so he referred to me as one of those um, five virgins that weren't ready. And so when I had the dream and I actually walked through the door, I was so excited, and I was shocked. I was so shocked. I had the fear of the Lord in me when he came to tell me that I wasn't ready and I was going to miss it. And I got it together real fast. You know, we have all these programs of how to do this and this and everything to do with our feelings. But if you knew he was on the other side of the door and he was about to open it, it wouldn't take much for you to get it together. That's how it was for me. Anyway, in my dream, um, there was a man and he looked for my name in the book of life. And then I was escorted through that door. 
And when I was sitting with Jesus, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing today, but when I was sitting with Jesus, I just heard him saying, why not? <laughs> so I'm going to tell you. Okay, so I had this dream, and I, w- I was escorted in after my name was found in the Book of Life. Everything had a bluish hue to it. The door was giant, and I was being escorted to, which I didn't know until later, the banquet table to sit with Jesus. I could hear giggling. It was excitement everywhere. I could hear it, but I couldn't see people. They were just like forms of part of people that I could see. And then I saw my wedding dress. It was hanging there. I knew it was mine. And then I woke up. Then I went in my office. I just wanted, well, I got my computer, my laptop, and I brought it in bed and I typed out everything. And then I prayed for more. I prayed for more. And it didn't happen. But when I got in my office, I was, I worshiped. I got on my, on the floor, I think. I can't even remember. But I was sitting at the table, my desk. Jesus asked me to move to the end of my desk. And all of a sudden, when I opened my eyes, I was sitting across the table from him. It was a continuation of the dream. Only it was a vision or I was there. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know. I go back and forth with it. So I'm sitting at the banquet table with Jesus. And I can't keep my eyes off him. And he actually act like he couldn't stop looking at me either. And we didn't talk like I'm talking now, but I knew what he was thinking. I knew what he was saying to me. And he knew what I was thinking, of course. So it's just like when you are at home and you have that fellowship with him and or anywhere that you are. And then when he looked away from me, he showed me how there was hardly anyone there compared to that table. There was hardly anyone there. And the point of getting this far, I guess, is I wanted to tell you that he talked about the book of life. And he was talking to others there and why they were there, because they were overcoming. They were pressing in. And he said our stories would be written in the book of life. And so Jesus wants to tell you today, it's so worth overcoming. This world here is temporary. You're not going to be here very long, not compared to eternity. When you think about it, this little time that you're here compared to eternity, what you do here paves the way for where you're going to live when you leave here. And so you want to make sure that you're an overcomer, that you're victorious, that you live for Jesus, that you take the time to get to know him. You know what to do. That, that's what's being said here in Revelation. You know what to do, but you're not doing it. You're falling away. And when you're, when you're not paying attention, Jesus will come, and it will be like a thief in the night. If you're not watching for him, you're going to be overtaken, and you're going to wish, he showed me this, you're going to wish he never came because you need time to get ready, and you're not going to be ready. So that's the word I have for you today. Jesus is coming, and if, even if you said that prayer and you think you're good with him, you better check, because your name can be blotted out of the book of life. So I hope that I inspired you today. I hope that if you've never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you pray that prayer with me. And remember, you got to get on fire for Jesus. Get ready. He's coming. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.